This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the after show. Yes, it's Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. But we're having an after show regarding the interview that Marco and myself had on Madhouse Monday Night Raw. It had to do with a ex-pagan that came on to the show and wanted to air his grievances. And we're happy to do that with members, ex-members, get your side of the story out. But one thing that you have to know, we're going to challenge you. It isn't one of these carte blanche type of deals where you get to say whatever you want to say about your former club without us pushing back. Now, I got a little heated yesterday at the interview. Hey, I get that sometimes. I get that. But what people have to understand is... The clubs are at a disadvantage. Most of the time, they will not come on and give their side of the story. So that is where we as interviewers are supposed to come on and challenge people. Challenge people about what they are saying. And another thing that people have to remember and i thought this is like common sense in the mc scene but when you're in your colors i don't care what club it is especially coming on a platform like this you basically are talking for that club now you might say well this is personal and these are my beliefs no you're wearing them patches and when people see those patches, they see you as talking for the club. Very dangerous stuff, man, because whatever your personal feelings might be is going to mix in with them club feelings, if you know what I mean. It's a tricky thing, you know, but that is one thing that I have to recommend. If you come on the show, don't come in your club colors unless you're officially got your permission from your club to talk on this show now ex-members or those are all bad if you come on the show yeah i'm gonna test you i'm gonna go through and ask you the hard tough questions that need to be asked these are questions that need to be asked you bring us a subject we're gonna put out the other side as well in that subject now it might not be for the club but it's questions that are in general that anybody would ask that was in a club so very important there now some of the stuff that was said on the program 
was it made you like go what is going on here and i get that because a lot of times when we're digging in and we have to figure out where is this all going is there double speak going double talk all that good stuff we get off subject if you will started off good then there was a heated argument and one of the heated arguments was, and this, take note, take note, like I said, if you're not a member of a club and you're beefing on another club, there's going to be pushback and there's going to be verification, verification. If you send me something alleging that a member of a club did, you see me i like both sides of the story here i am going to confirm with that club what you are saying and then it came back well you you know you get you're not supposed to do that as a media yeah i am i'm gonna get both sides i'm just not gonna let somebody go car blanche on somebody especially a club and yes i said it most of the time, I'm going to fall on the side of the MC because there are a lot of reasons why people are out bad or people leave and that are pissed off and that goes and talks about the club out of hand instead of handling that business in person. So when you put a news program involved, and this is just basic journalism, we're going to go and verify your information and get that side now if it ends up in a private hand not my problem i didn't do it uh you know prove it is what i said all i know is i went and verified with the club which every creator should just don't let people come on your shows and say yeah 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 about this and not go to the club and ask them at least give the club the courtesy of being able to respond to something. Now, the interview actually was a, quite a surprise to me because yesterday's topic was supposed to be about Harley warranties, and Marco was able to get him booked on as a guest uh, at the last minute, so we had to change everything around. So those that usually watch Insane Wheels on Mondays at 7, I'll have something out on Thursday for you. But I think... Overall, with the interview, what did I think? I thought it was informative from the aspect of letting clubs know how the procedure works with us. If you have somebody that's, say, talking bad on social media, you can come to us and put out your side and we'll get it out to you. That don't mean you have to come on the program. Throw us a statement and we'll read the statement out there because it lets the general public know where you're coming from. And one of the things in the interview that I didn't like personally was all the talk about taking care of business. Because what that does is give the federal agencies, state and local, the reason to point their fingers and say, hey, this is what it's about. Can you imagine somebody going to trial right now 
that was in that club and that videos being popped up of the interview where he says, yeah, we do this and we do that. You really don't want the general public to hear that. And once you throw something like that at me, then we're forced to like, okay, man, then, you know, now you're actually backing up the narrative that the cops are saying. So it becomes a very sticky situation, especially when you're trying to be down the middle and let everybody know all the sides happening. Because if I came back and say, well, you know, clubs really don't do that, blah, blah, blah. I'd have been made a laughing stock when we know there's incidences of violence going on out there. We just can't do that. You got to keep it professional. And yes, I got a little unprofessional, got a little heated. You know, that's how the Hollywoodism came out, if you would, you know what I mean. So it's very important to watch kind of what you say because god knows i got all the cops pissed off at me and a lot of them probably watch just to be haters you know that you know haters usually watch longer than regular subscribers do by the way so that part i really didn't like was that information being put out there and another was doing the interview in colors now, I have nothing against him. You know, he's going to do his thing, and hopefully the situation with them gets solved. But it don't need to be solved on a channel like this. Because what it does is keep it in the news realm, where people can pick up on there. I guarantee there's going to be a couple response videos to that interview. So be on the lookout for that and you're going to see how it goes and goes and goes and goes. And in the meantime, you might have some good guys in a club being tarnished who aren't able to give their side of the story out. It's basically not fair in my eyes. Not fair at all. So one thing that I usually pick up in an interview is when the circles start. And that's where I go in and break the the cycle and ask the questions. But anyway, that's really, you know, my thoughts in the interview. You can check out the link below. That's where you can see the full one. Uh, again, it was, uh, you know, great show in my eyes. Very informative of what and what not to do as far as the media is concerned. Because I was actually <laughs> real easy compared to what. A mainstream media would be on a guest like that so we're going to go to the second half of the show very special one and it has to do with somebody who's overcome a lot of barriers it's just an inspirational story you're gonna love it but we're gonna go uh, right now to the second half of the show with china dow we'll be right back Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. The Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show now streaming over on Rumble and YouTube Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. Tune in Mondays live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube for the Madhouse. 
Raw's Monday Night Raw with Hollywood and Marco. Grab a beer or some wacky tobacco and sit back and bust the gut. Subscribe to China Doll's Viper Pit to get your dose of the world according to China Doll. Real and honest opinions on what's happening in the world today. Join the Queen Viper and take a walk on the wild side of life on China Doll's Viper Pit on YouTube today.
go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep, wonder but my body won't decay Cause my messages are kind What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to the second half of the show. We got the beautiful Viper, the China Dow, the Guzzler. Yes, we got the Guzzler in here, man. I heard she was going to be doing some freaking uh, energy drinks, but I guess she woke up too late. I uh, haven't gone downstairs yet. You guzzle that stuff down like it's nothing, man. Yeah, I know. But it's only that one kind of energy drink, though. That's the only one you like. You don't like Red Bull and stuff oh, like that? Oh, God, no. You want me to have a panic attack? No. I used to love Red Bull, but that's what happens, man. It'll pump your heart right out of your freaking chest. I know. My God, ew. I was at they're freaking... All, they're all hearing you say guzzler. They're all thinking something else. Oh. Oh, I, I think I got to pick my words better. You nasty. I'm telling you, man. Uh, yes, to answer your questions, it is uh, confirmed. The guest that we had on last night, his colors were pulled about a half hour after the show. We got word about that. And, uh, you know, that, that's why it's important to know coming on a show like this, you better get your club's permission to do that. But uh, Red Bull and Vodka, not me. I can't stand it. No. We're going to be talking about Brandon Bullsworth today, and boy, was that an inspirational story from that. I I was amazed. Were you not amazed? That was a super good movie, not going to lie. And why did we not see it until now? Well, I'm telling you, man, it's been out for a long, like how long? Since like 2016. 2016. Yeah, and we just saw it. Two, wow. Two days ago. <laughs> uh just you know i know that's the talk right now mike do does not like their colors online and no people don't like their colors online especially if you get in a situation that he was put in last night with talking about other clubs and stuff that can really affect other chapters or charters all over the country all over the world by what one guy says but as always, I got to give a shout out, got to give a shout out to Bud Light. Bud Light presents Internet Heroes of Genius. Internet Heroes of Genius. Today, we salute you, person who accidentally went viral. Person who accidentally went viral. You showed the world how to dance like no one was watching. Even though soon, literally everyone would be watching. 5.6 million likes. One day you were being interviewed by the local news. The next, millions put funny captions on your face. Ain't nobody got time for that. Some famous people get recognized in public for their acting or singing. You, for saying crazy well under anesthesia. What the f*** is happening? So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, notorious M-E-M-E, -E, because you're the gift that just keeps on giving. Person who accidentally went viral. Don't do that again. Yes, the, you know, the new beer of the transgender, Bud Light. 
please don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, come on. Right away in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget uh, Mike Ball and Danny D'Lo in the house. Danny D'Lo at uh, Danny D'Lo Biker TV over on uh, YouTube and all that good stuff. And he's also on uh, the Beat Can podcast. Uh, what are you laughing at? Brooklyn Biker, please put up Richard's video. <laughs> you know what? If Richard says yes, I'll put it up there for you guys. But uh, Richard has to say yes. And boy, does he know how to dance. I can tell you that, man. <laughs> He's got some moves, man. I, I actually thought he was like uh, half black or something. He's got the soul, <laughs> brother. Yes, he's got soul brothers going on right there. Hollywood wouldn't do so good. I'm not such a good dancer. China doll, she can kick ass. I should put one of them, uh, you know, neon things in there. <laughs> one time, sorry, just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Let's see the moves. They all want to see Richard. They all want to see Richard going on. Uh, usually, uh, I would save this for the end of the show, but I really want to do some talking about it. And... I think one of the things I learned from this story was perseverance and integrity and sticking to your guns in the face of adversity when people bully you or make fun of you. And that is the story of Brandon Bullsworth. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Greater, I want to give you a look, or you can hear it on the radio, of the trailer for that movie and how much it affected myself and Chinatown, man. It was really good. Ready? You want to walk on? Have your own way? We certainly won't stop you. There ain't no way you're ever going to play. Not here. It just might make it. Make it? I just hope he lives. Why are you wasting your time working with that kid? Well, he wants it more than him. If I can teach my son how to walk, I can teach you these steps. Oh, Got to a butt gig, but walk-off. That is no walk-off. Lord knows that you've worked harder than anybody else, on and off the field. You are living proof that when you do the right things, good stuff happens. And you have done everything right. that make any sense? His life meant something. It had to. I've never met a better man than your brother. He believed. That is the trailer for Greater right there. That is the story of Brandon Bullsworth. Let's go into the beginning. He was a kid that they actually called Cheesecake. <laughs> Real overweight. And nobody thought he'd be anybody. 
but he was determined from a young kid to play in the NFL and play for the Razorbacks. Well, the Razorbacks were his biggest mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. And he worked so hard. And I think that's something in life that people miss is you have to work hard in life. Life owes you nothing. It's only what you make of it. And sometimes I get upset with people that come and cry. They whine that nothing good's happening to them. But when you see stories like this, this just proves everybody wrong. It proves that all the crap that you hear, all the noise is nothing but bullshit. You know how hard it is to make it into the NFL. Now, tragically, uh, he died in a car accident six days before signing the contract with the Indianapolis Colts. What did you get out of the movie? And how does it transform you in real life? Well, the biggest thing with him is that he was he he had determination even as a young kid who, you know, that he was bullied, I mean, and picked on and his, his own brother who was 17 years older than him. Everybody thought he was the father. Always said, "Well, your son," and he would laugh cuz, you know, it was his brother. He uh what, he was the one that called him Cheesecake because whenever he came by the house, his brother was sitting on the couch watching football, usually the Razorbacks, what e- was eating am- chips and cheesecake. What was amazing about his brother was, I guess the father was an alcoholic, all that stuff, never had anything to do with him. The brother stepped into the role as the father, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't have that kind of support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 to me was the first thing that caught my eye was the fact that the brother the brother did basically become the father figure, and he stood with them the whole time, all the way. Until anything the end. anything that would happen to that kid, he was right there. Mm-hmm. Every, anything that happened, and he also encouraged him, even though he thought it was funny, and his brother would never make it. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that he just would sit there and eat food. But he had a very grounded outlook on faith. Yeah. Very grounded in his faith. Yeah, he was um, an an extremely devoted Christian. He never cursed or drank. And they say he was extremely humble and low-key. Where a lot of people wouldn't be able to... The bullying does affect people. Bully, you know, bullying people, it affects their psyche and it actually comes to the point where they give up mm-hmm. and you can't give up on life. <laughs> life is terrible. Terrible things happen to people, mm-hmm. but you can't blame it on others. It comes down to the choices that you make as an individual. Well, he worked so hard, like harder than anybody else on and off the field. He even got his teammates to work hard off the field. Yeah, the last because they the Razorbacks during his first three years sucked. Yeah. 
And then in the last year, they went to the Citrus Bowl. So they, they kicked some butt and took some names. And he was, uh, Brandon was the first Razorback to earn a bachelor's and a master's degree while still playing football. A master's degree while you're playing in a, a you know, a big uh, division one college football team. Mm -hmm. And they called They basically said that he was the overly fat kid who once embarrassed his teammates and annoyed his coaches ended up being the most respected player in the history of the program. He was an All-American. And he changed lives of everyone that he was around. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, what you're reading, dig deep into yourself. And what do you say to the people that says, well, I can't do this? Don't say can't. Because you can whatever you want to do in life. And I say it to myself. I say it all the time. I can't do this. And it's like, yeah, I can. I just have to work harder. You have to work harder. Mm -hmm. You want something bad enough. You go for it. doesn't matter what it is in life. And I think society, the reason why it is today is because people give up, mm -hmm. blame others, make their problems, other people's problems. I truly believe that if we had a society that strives to be great, we'd have a better country here. Definitely. Where now we have political aisles. We're fighting against each other. That's not making America great. The one thing that about America has always been that the people within this country would strive to be the best. Now that's looked on bad and it shouldn't. Well, and I think the, the other thing too, is, I mean, he was such a good human being that, you know, unfortunately he did not get to play for the Colts, but they retired his number. They retired his number for the Indianapolis Colts. They retired his number as an Arizona or on uh, Arkansas Razorback. They encased his locker at the uh, Razorbacks. They like glass encased it so nobody could use it and they could be reminded of how much determination he had. Mm. Basically like to show everybody else you can do what you want to do if you work hard at it. Even though other people are going against you, mm -hmm. making fun of you, you got to stand tall. Yeah. And I think that's what we haven't taught our kids. We, you know what? I think Generation X was the last generation where we knew we had to stand on our own two feet. Mm -hmm. And Generation X ruined it by not passing that along. We ruined it. We screwed the pooch. You know, a lot of people say the biker scene's different. Well, the old timers taught us Generation Xers are Generation Xers just didn't uh, push the knowledge down. But you have to wonder... If that's the way they want it, the government businesses, they don't want you to succeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, you're going to have a lot of obstacles in your way in life in general. You just have to learn how to get around them, get over them, something. Now, Richard says, I am a firm believer that it's all about choices. It's not about what happens to you. It's how you choose to react to it. Very true. It's all, it's definitely how you're going to react to what choices that you make in life. Well, that's just like, you know, when we go in the news later on, we see this crap happening in Chicago all the time. Yeah. And it's always the victim mentality. You can't have a victim mentality for generations after generations. At some point, somebody's got to break that cycle. Sunshine, I'm sure he's in heaven smiling down on the tributes he received. He was always, uh, always pushing that. Uh, let's see here. Rattlesnake. Where's Rattlesnake's at? Up above Richard's two up. Two up. All right, let's go to Richard here. All right, Rattlesnake. And get, or Rattlesnake and get China Doll actually talking. People don't understand the difference between what is necessary and what is required. What is required is the minimum. What is necessary is all the extra it takes to get to the requirement. People nowadays, they do sit back on their laurels, don't they? I think a lot of people nowadays like to just do what they got to do to get by in life. It's like you have all these goals and these dreams, but you think they're just going to be dreams and you don't set yourself up to achieve them. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Well, it's not going to happen unless you go above and beyond. Basically, we didn't teach our kids how to dream. Or a lot of people just assume a dream is exactly what it is. It's just a dream. Mm hmm. But that you can you can fulfill your dreams if you push hard enough and do what you got to do and go above and get get what you want. But isn't that what our school system's teaching us? The school system is teaching our kids just do the basics. And that's what I always hated about school was they never taught you how to achieve financial success. If you look at it. How many classes even mention the stock market or real estate? None of them. None. Not, none whatsoever. How are you going to, I don't even think colleges, unless you elect to take it, teach you that. So that's why a lot of problem have, people have a lot of problems personally when it comes to finances is because you're just not educated about it. I talk about stuff on Insane Throttles, and we talked about it yesterday, members only, about buying a motorcycle. People are uneducated about interest rates, terms of the loan, 
and they just act instead of learning what the hell they're purchasing and wondering uh, six months later why it got repoed. Well, that's just like Mike Ball just said. How come school didn't teach me how to file my own taxes? They don't. You're lucky they touch base on how to write a resume. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you got to go on. Some people. OK, when I was growing up, I didn't have online access to how to write a resume. It's like you had to look that stuff up in books and read how to write a resume. Now they can go online and get information. But doing your taxes is probably one of the hardest things anybody could be doing. And I don't understand why they don't teach basically things you need to do in life outside of school. Mm-hmm. Like doing your taxes, balancing a checkbook, um, uh, how, how to budget things, how to, I mean, writing a resume, mock interviews uh how to dress for success how to i mean there's so much stuff that they're they don't go over in school and i wish they would morbic i taught all my kids to be the best they could be not worry about the best just do your best and you have nothing to feel bad about that and i wish more of the parents did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. JB, uh, this is a good one here. Uh, to be fair, that was never thought that was always your parents' responsibility if they are not teaching what they are teaching. And that comes back to parents. I think we failed the younger generation. We failed too because not everything can be taught in school. The days of dads just sitting by their cars, which you can't blame dads because half of these cars you can't even freaking work on anymore, of teaching the kids how to work on their own cars or get into the different trades, we didn't do it. And we let these schools put in the propaganda bullshit into their heads. And we wonder why things are the way it is now. And the schools have made everybody into a victim. And we always say nobody's a victim. You're a victim if you choose to be a victim. If you've been living in shit, your neighborhood's crime-ridden, well, don't you think you should make a choice for your kids and get the fuck out of there instead of making excuses? Well, and if your your town looks like shit, I mean, I think you you, you need to do something to make it look nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, get involved. Get involved with your community. Clean up your town. Clean up if, if the if the town looks good on the outside, it's gonna make you feel better, and people are gonna want to come to that town and not drive through it and be like, "Oh my god." Mm. Clean it up. It doesn't take much. Well, it doesn't take much to tell your kids to do better. I was always happy that my kids did better than me. Well, you always want your kids to do better than what you did in life and be better than you ever have been, especially in like school and everything. I mean, I know our daughter superseded like all of our expectations. Mm -hmm. 
you know, she went above and beyond. You know, she didn't take summers off from school when she was in college. She went through winter, spring, summer, fall, all four seasons. She was doing something with school. You know what I like about bikers? What? I love that they get involved in kids' lives. Whether it be bikers against bullies or BACA or the toy runs that everybody goes on. Mm -hmm. They're trying to, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's just charity. But I think there's a bigger message behind that. That there are a community that is usually looked down upon by the rest of the society. And they're actually telling people, hey, we don't care how you look at us. We're just going to keep moving forward. And I think other people need to follow in those steps. I mean, all you ever hear in biker news is the the bad shit that happens well like i said to the old boy it bleeds it leads that's just the way the media is going to be and it's always going to be that way and unfortunately that's not going to change you know and i think other <laughs> creators have said the same thing hey we did do all kinds of stories on how good clubs are you're mm -hmm. not going to watch them you're going to sit there and you're waiting for the drama you're popping your popcorn you want to see who's killing who yeah and that's just the reality of life we know it's not like that. And I think that's why I got so upset with that guy last night that I interviewed was because he was out there talking like a gangbanger, talking about taking care of business. And here are a lot of clubs trying to rid that image in public. And that, th and it, you know what? That throws stuff back 20 years again. But I do believe bikers go out there and show people the true self of them. But it, when it comes to media, you're never going to see that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's true. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're monotone this morning. I'm not monotone. It, it's just a serious topic. And it's like, I'm not going to go ballistic during a serious topic. I'm sorry. JB just said, look, I don't agree with what schools are teaching is right, but parents can do something about it if they if they just sit there and complain. Schools should be a supplement to what parents teach their kids. Do you think parents don't have any interest in their kids anymore? Nowadays, I think parents are that they keep themselves too busy to even be involved in their kids' lives. Well, you see that if you truly look at the internet, you can see the grown-ups. You can look at grown-ups and see just how miserable they are. You know, I always find it funny the ones that are going back and forth bashing people on the internet. <laughs> and it's like, you stupid fucks. A lot of people don't care about your opinion. You are the true definition of a loser. Look at the way you're living your life. Yeah. So why would people want to lower themselves to their level to respond? 
Because they are. They're nothing but true losers that have nothing to add to society. They're bitter. Morbic. I see a lot of parents who rely on their phones and TV to raise their kids and they don't spend time with them and teach them anything. That's true. That's true. It, it's like, and, and I hate to knock my stepdaughter. I do, but I'm gonna. It, it's like whenever we w- would go see the grandkids, TV's on. The two older ones either had cell phones, playing games, or whatever. Or or their tablets, and it's like, hey, hello, we're here. Mm-hmm. Put it down. Uh, Dwayne, we have been uh, having the ride called Harley's Against Heroin for ten years now. We get little coverage. We've been around five hundred bikes a year, and that is sad. But that's the media. Yeah, and that's what people want to consume. But don't you agree that a lot of people that go on the internet talking shit are just bitter? They're losers. Well, they're definitely pissed off at their own lives. Maybe they just never succeeded as far as they wanted to in life. And Do they know, think people owe them something? It Yeah, basically is what they're thinking, that they're owed everything. And yeah. they'll, they'll never be able to achieve greatness. Because of the fact that they're always... Giving excuses. Giving excuses on it's everybody else's fault they never succeeded in life. Mm-hmm. Which the only person's fault it is, is your own. If you want to succeed, the only person you can blame for you not having success is yourself. You know what? Carry that into some of the news that we're going to do right now. Take a look at this. Andrea. Hi, Ben and Jackie. Took place near Catalpa and Cicero Avenues. We still don't know the circumstances that led to the shooting, but we do know that violence rocked this peaceful, this usually peaceful neighborhood. And those who live here say they have not heard or seen of any violent incidents before. We hear this uh, couple shots. Early Monday morning, Sleeping Forest Glen neighbors were woken up to the sound of gunfire on Cicero Avenue. Before police could arrive, one neighbor who asked to remain anonymous says he didn't bother looking outside, believing his family was in the middle of a dangerous situation. I don't want anything in the window because you don't know what happened. According to CPD, a man was found unresponsive in the driver's seat of a car after crashing it near the 5300 block of North Cicero Avenue just before 5 a.m. Bullet holes could be seen through the driver's side window. Police say the driver had gunshot wounds to the head and was pronounced dead at the scene right now. That's what society's becoming. We can do stories all day about what's going on in Chicago, and I'm sure that this is happening in New York, L.A., the whole nine yards. And you'll hear the left come out and say, well, it's poverty, poverty, poverty. But what at what point is that just become an excuse? They're going to sit there. You know, you can better yourself and sit there and cry and whine over poverty. Then guess what? Maybe you should do something about it. Well, look at us. We had a really hard time when we were younger. Yeah. 
but we kept on pushing, pushing, pushing. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't blame the neighborhood, and I didn't sure the hell didn't blame anybody else for the position we were in because it was our choice. Yeah, we chose the way we chose, and until you choose, you got to reap pull yourself you, up. You, you got to reap what you sow. And personal responsibility isn't some trait that a lot of people have anymore. Mm -mm. You no. speak the truth and you take what's coming to you when you're wrong. Exactly. It's very easy. You know, your people are going to make a lot of mistakes in their life and they're going to choose one. You know, you got path A or B. I mean, which path do you want to go on? If you choose A and you make mistakes and it's not working out for you. Learn from those mistakes and then try path B. Well, that's well, you made a good point. A lot of people, they think it's failure when they make mistakes. I don't think it's failure. And if you ever listened or read uh, Rich Poor Dad or uh, Poor Dad, Rich Dad, whatever it is, Robert Kiyosaki, he says that you have to fail. If not, you'll never learn. Well, failure is a part of learning, you know, it, and it goes back as far as being in school. You might fail at something at school, but you keep trying and you work harder and you're going to end up passing. Mm. I mean, how many hurdles you got to jump to get to where you need to be in life? You're going to jump a hundred hurdles before you get to where you want to be in life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean stop jumping because there's a roadblock. Well, just like this, uh, Brandon, he achieved. The NFL. Yeah. He never let everybody's put the hurdles in front of him left and right, but he never quit. Well, that's just like he was told you're too short. You're too fat. Then they told him he wasn't fat enough. So he put on a crap ton of weight. Then they're saying, oh, well, now you're way too big. Now we got to muscle it down. And he just kept going. He never gave up on what his dream was. I think life. If, you know, you go before the old man upstairs, what's life about? I think it's about failure and learning. You know, some of the Buddhist uh, beliefs are you keep reincarnating to keep learning. And Morbic, I think, nailed it. You can't learn to win if you never fail at anything. Very true. So true. So true. You're going to fail at things. There's so many things that I can probably sit here and list of things that I failed on. But I keep going because I want to succeed. What else we got in the news? We're going to take it in a different direction. Here. Yeah, we're going backwards today. We're going backwards today. I just wanted to get that out because I, you know what? It was a great freaking uh, movie and it showed perseverance and what somebody can accomplish when they stop making the excuses and blaming others. Well, let's see who this guy blames. Christopher F Stanford, 50 years old, was given a life sentence in prison for receiving his ninth DWI charge. Nine DB DWIs. Mm -hmm. Claiming he was unlucky rather than irresponsible for repeatedly driving under the influence. It goes back to it's not my fault. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And where was this out that they actually gave him a life sentence that they, they were tired of this? Uh, This was in. Did he kill anybody? 
Parker County, uh, Texas, I believe. Texas? They don't mess around in Texas. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't screw around in Texas. Texas. But did he kill anybody manslaughter for life sentence? He did. He did a few hit and runs. Um, yeah, it was Texas. The legal blood alcohol content for drivers in Texas is 0. 0.08. Mm. And he registered his blood alcohol on numerous occasions as high as a uh, 0.267. So he's a straight up drunk. Yeah. Now you're going to have other people say, well, that's a harsh sentence. I, I don't know how he got as far as nine. Well, that's the system. And now he's playing victim on it. And now he's playing the poor me and my life was crap. And y'all are putting me in jail. Mm -hmm. He's had this dude had four previous prison sentence for a DWI and was treated as a uh, habitual that one offender. His latest came uh, as he had an, basically they call it an ill-conceived plan to flee on foot after running a red light that caused a crash. You know, I know in Illinois you get a DUI. That's like $10,000 right there. Dude, you're getting a blow thing in your car and <laughs> a breathalyzer thing in your car. You ain't starting But it your just car. goes to the ignorance of the people out there now. Mm. That's ignorant. Truly ignorant. Why are you going to put other people's lives in danger? This guy's a dumbass. <laughs> He did the hit and run after running that red light, took off on foot and goes, I have to go. I'm going to get in trouble. One of the worst, you know what? One of the, the worst things that makes me nervous when riding a bike, especially in a pack riding deuce, is when you're near that center line because you never know if you're going to have somebody cross that line. That's going to just wipe you out. And the worst thing in the hearing is the hit and runs and the DUIs. I don't, you know what? I don't know about a life sentence. Well, they said that uh, with good time and time served plus his actual time that he might just serve as long as long as 15 years. Which, you know, is a little more acceptable than life, but I don't think he ever needs a driver's license. No, I don't think he deserves to be behind a wheel. I don't think they should even, you know, here's what I question. If people have been busted for DUIs or DWIs or whichever, and let's say they suspend their license for a specific amount of time, can they restrict you from even purchasing a car? I don't know. I mean, curious. I don't know. But I do know <laughs> that those that drive drunk, you're pieces of shit. Why should somebody else pay with their lives because you're drinking and driving? It shouldn't, they shouldn't. And I hate to say it, but the ones that are driving drunk are always the survivors in an accident. They never get hurt. No, they'll, somebody else will be killed and they will survive. And that is BS right there. And it always happens. Always happens. So sad. And that's where you get people questioning life. Uh, well, you know, this happened or that happened. 
and I can see where they're lost because some asshole had to get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know what, maybe because I ride and everybody else in here rides, I can't stand a dude getting on his bike all screwed up. I can't stand no, that because it makes us look like assholes. And nowadays, I mean, friends need to stop friends from drinking and driving. You know their, yeah. their shit face. Take their damn keys. Damn right. To Don't be pissy if they're going to be mad at you. Who cares? Take their shit. Yeah, because you're probably not only saving their lives, but you're saving, more importantly, somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And for all you Let know. Let the assholes be pissed. For all you know, that you could be saving your own because they could take you out. They want to get stupid and knock, their he- knock them in the freaking head. Mm-hmm. Don't ever hesitate to take somebody's keys. But you, at the same time, it looks like the law has failed everybody. Nine DUIs is freaking stupid. How the hell do you get past one and still be driving? I don't get it. Is that is it different in Texas? Uh, I think um, it should be two and you're done. Dude, I think one and done. One, everybody makes a mistake, if you want to call it that. But put a breathalyzer in there. If you're blowing two, you're done. If you're blowing a point two six seven, that's huge. That's like how the hell did he go into a coma? That's like above and beyond blasted. If the norm is like a point oh eight. Right. Come on. That's so far That's gone. That's insidious, if you ask me. That's insidious. ridiculous. And then multiple times he blew on the breathalyzer that high. Huh. It's dumb. Nasty. You know what? You're better just to lay on the ground and freaking sleep it off. <laughs> sleep it off wherever you're at. Sleep it off before you drive. Don't hurt anybody. And I hate the people that say, well, I drive better drunk. No, you fucking don't, you dumbass. Your reaction time is so shitty. It's gone. And <laughs> there's none. You know, the accidents I really hate is the one you hear about the kids getting killed. Yeah. Whole families getting killed. Uh-huh. Insanity, man. Mm-hmm. What else we got in the news today? A South Carolina man who shares his home with his ex-wife. Ain't that pretty? That would be pretty weird, wouldn't it? Oh, it gets weird. You have a house. And you're sharing it with your ex, and next thing you know, she's bringing somebody in the banger. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's going to go there. Well, he allegedly cocked his gun Friday to ruin the mood after hearing her having sex with her boyfriend in a nearby bedroom. Do you think that's right? Should exes live together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You're an ex for a reason. Why are you still living together? And maybe it, it's a financial thing. Neither it, one of them it, could it afford might be, it. But at the same time, is it respectful to bring some other, say, another Dude, man home and get banged while your ex is in the other room? No, I think you should go to whoever's house. You, you know, go to the other per, other party's house. Don't bring them home if you're living with your ex. Because let's be honest here. Emotions <laughs> play a big part of this. It does. I just think it's insane. Insanity. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Alan Riggs, 24, started banging. Oh, my God. 24 years old. Yeah. <laughs> started banging on the walls of their Myrtle Beach duplex in effort to quiet the couple down shortly before 1230 a.m. I bet he was, uh, you know, he got finished uh, whacking his pecker and he got mad. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened? But, yeah, he was done and she wasn't. There you go. <laughs> Riggs and the woman have been ex-spouses for approximately two years. So, so two years they got, they've been living? They got divorced at he was 22? What the hell? Old, how old was he when he got married? Well, you know, I can't blame that, man. I got married at 17. Shotgun wedding, if you ask me. Yeah, it was a shotgun <laughs> wedding, but at the same time, people get married young. But... I would have never lived with the bitch. <laughs> this guy went too far, though, I think. After the couple ignored Riggs' pleads with them to stop or quiet it down, the frustrated ex allegedly ran to his car to retrieve his firearm and racked the gun outside the bedroom door before retreating to the living room. <laughs> See, that? How? why would he have his gun stored in his car? I don't know. That was just dumb. That that's irresponsible right there. Having a gun. And what if your car stole your guns in there? Your gun's gone too. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> when the woman exited the bedroom, finally to go get a glass of water, had to work it off. Riggs rushed up to her with the gun still in his hand and told her that if she went back upstairs, she would die. Well, at that point, she's in a serious situation. Mm hmm. You know, you probably can say, hey, he was uh, insane, you know, plead the insanity defense on there. But I think that that's too young to be able to handle a situation like that where you're living with your ex because you're not fully matured. I don't I I, I they're not. Mm -mm. And they wonder why this shit happens. Well, he got booked and was taken into the county jail on a felony domestic charge hundred thousand dollar bond because he said it was the only choice he had was to go retrieve his gun because she would stop it wouldn't would not stop having sex and the cops are probably looking at him hey dude you need to freaking leave you idiot somebody needs to not <laughs> for cars against humanity get your nastiness ready yes we're kind of backwards today we're gonna go to cars against humanity Let's see how much of a freak you are. I know I got a lot of freaks in this damn freaking uh, comment section. And uh, don't forget, man, if you haven't joined the Insane Throttle uh, Members Only Club, go over on YouTube as well as Spotify. Uh, that way you can hear the members uh, only portion of the Join show. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Now China Dow is going to be getting ready to do her new channel, The Viper Pit. What are we thinking? In about two weeks or what? Probably in a, probably by the end of the week. By the end of the week? Yeah. Well, you better get going because, you know, I got a green screen behind me. You can look all cool. Hey. Yeah. Throw some snakes on that screen. Throws you some vipers on that. <laughs> kind of like snakes on a plane, but it'll be snakes on a screen. What, am I going to have Samuel L. Jackson in here with you writing him next? He's going to be doing my voiceover. <laughs> oh, okay. Doing the voiceover. 
<laughs> what do we got with Cards Against Humanity? All right, this is where I'm going to think everybody might just have to look at their phone for this one. How many X's numbers do you still have in your phone? Zero. Yeah, me too. They're X's for a reason. I do not want a woman. <laughs> the only exception to the rule is if you have young kids and you got your ex-spouse's number. Yeah, that, that would be that the only ex that that if that's an exception. Kids. That would be an exception. But other than your baby mama or your baby daddy in your phone, do you have any other exes in your phone? No damn way. <laughs> They're exes for a damn reason. Well, you know how sometimes, well, let's break up, but we could still be friends. Let's break up, but we just still be friends. Screw that. I don't want to be your friend. Do you believe exes should be friends? Exes? No. You're getting rid of them for a reason. Man, I believe that you're right on that. Holy shit. <laughs> Mike Ball, I have about 12K contacts, so yes, I do. <laughs> He's got exes in his phone. Well, yeah, that's perfectly acceptable because you got... He goes, I've never Kids. messaged them ever. <laughs> That's because his Latino wife would kick his ass. You don't mess with a Latino wife. We talked about that yesterday. She go all spider monkey on his little ass. She beat him with his own leg. Oh, yeah. For real. Beat him with his own leg, man. It ain't gonna, you ain't playing around with them Latino chicks, man. Sunshine says uh, they both, in fact, ride with their exes. Weird. Well, that's kind of cool, I guess. I, I guess. They're not living together. No, as long as you ain't living together. I mean, that'd be kind of But weird. they're, the, you know what? They're at an age where they can understand that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, not 22 years old. <laughs> Vacas Locas. Definitely. If you got kids, you got to be, you got to play civil. Mm. So you're going to have, if you got kids, you're going to have baby mama or baby daddy. Unless you're your my ex-wife. I hate the son of a bitch, but go ahead. <laughs> and that's the funniest part, because you ain't never had your ex-wife's number in your phone, even never. when the kids were little. Fuck no. Uh -uh. <laughs> she would call, have to call you. Yeah, I wouldn't have her damn number in my phone. Well, you never call. That's because your number ain't in my phone. <laughs> I don't like you, asshole. Get the point. <laughs> so you call me. <laughs> so I don't have to save it. Uh, she will take my own leg and kick my own ass with it. <laughs> well, along with your cell phone, how many people have their exes on their Facebook page? Or on I their... don't. You don't? No, I don't have my ex on there. You don't have my ex-wife? Not your ex-wife. Any other exes on your Facebook page? Yes. Yes. Do <laughs> yes, I? you do. Who? Please tell me. Um, you were talking about how some of them were hitting you up through Facebook Messenger. Yeah, Messenger. So they've got to be following your page. I mean, that don't mean I follow them back on mine. They can't reach me on Messenger unless they're following me. You can do that. Yeah, you can have it where. See, I got to really learn this shit. Yeah, I don't know TikTok worth of shit. I don't know Instagram worth of shit. I get, I really got to learn these other platforms, man. Well, TikTok, unless you're both following each other, you can't message each other. But I think it actually puts people in a predicament if they do still talk to their exes and no kids I'm talking about. And if, the, oh yeah, if you're following, if you're still talking to your ex and there are no kids about it. Because I always said men and women <laughs> can't be fucking friends.
They can't because a man's always trying to get up the skirt. So if you have an ex, you're still going to, you know what, especially if you were with him for a while, you're still going to try to bang him. I mean, I get it if it was like your first love and it was a cordial breakup. I could see you guys possibly being friends or at least acquaintances. I don't know. Acquaintances mean you like each other's shit on Facebook and. Oh, okay. But you're not commenting. You're just hitting the like button. I don't know. Cause you're always gonna, know. you're always, I think, I think a lot of people always have, fe- still have feelings for their first, for their first love. If they didn't marry him. Well, this is true. Why the hell am I talking about our first love? Shut up know. with that stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up with that stupid. Why? For real. Why? That's dumb. Do you got your first love on there? No. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Then why bring it up with me? I didn't. I, I was bringing it up as fucking show shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna chop your head off when I, I go to break. Yeah. Okay. Okay, buddy. I'm gonna be the headless China doll. <laughs> my my head under my arm. What else we got? We got time You're for one so more. You're so stupid. <laughs> what else we got? All righty. Uh, what would be the one? Okay, could only- you imagine me with a guy who's dating my ex? I go, you know what, man? You know, her pussy smells. I can tell you what's going on. Go ahead. I'm oh my god, you're it. bad. It happens. If you can pick one word, one word, just one. Just one? To explain your sex life right now. What one word would you use? Old. <laughs> Old. Old. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> I got no time for this. <laughs> my ball said moist. <laughs> oh, my step my stepdaughter hates that word. <laughs> well, Mike, man, he's still like 20. He's still a baby. You know, that's why he's called Baby Huey. That's his nickname. <laughs> LA put dull. <laughs> Oh, LA, you know what? When you come out here, we're going to go get a bunch of hookers. We'll have fun. (laughs) Steve put Hollywood's one word would be fast. You're damn right. No. (laughs) Dirty knobs, icy. (laughs) It looks like Steve, uh, he's going out there having a good time because he's freaky. I wonder if Steve's one of them guys that wear that leather outfit. You know, oh, with the ball in his mouth. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if that's freaky. What he means? One time he's up on Pornhub, man. Hey, I believe in that site. I really do. I really believe in research. JB goes, nope. Two words, just enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine would be non-existent. That ain't a that 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 is one. one yes, it no, is. No, it ain't. Yeah, I don't care if it's hyphenated. It it's it's it non-existent yeah because you know two pumps then why count. then why the hell did i spend all that money on a vibrator we're talking actual sex not masturbating masturbating you don't consider sex i mean it's part of sex but it's not fucking getting fucked what <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> one time it's <laughs> just here you put Pornhub. <laughs> That's what I said. Pornhub. I love it. Pornhub. Grumpy bastard. Mummified. <laughs> oh my god. 
I grew up a biker can handle it. <laughs> Rattlesnake, you savage. <laughs> oh, do I got the best audience in the world? <laughs> Sunshine says missing. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, goddamn. <laughs> STD put fire. Mm. Now that didn't sound right. No. STD. His, his fire. Screen, his screen name's STD and he put fire. Dude, you better get that checked. You better go get that shot of penicillin. <laughs> better go get that. Steve Easy says my old lady's home listening to us and she's horrified. <laughs> You'll get attached to us. <laughs> she might become a permanent listener. There you go. <laughs> I told you, man, shock jock stuff, man. Anyway, we're going to go to the members-only segment of the show. We'll see you in about 10 minutes. If you're not a member, you're missing out, man. Go over to Spotify and on YouTube. Help us out, and you'll get more contact. We'll talk to you later. Join the Insane Throttle members-only club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. The Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show now streaming over on Rumble and YouTube Monday through Friday at 8 15 a.m. Central Standard Time. Tune in Mondays live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube for the Madhouse Monday Night Raw with Hollywood and Marco. Grab a beer or some wacky tobacco and sit back and bust the gut. Subscribe to China Doll's Viper Pit to get your dose of the world according to China Doll. Real and honest opinions on what's happening in the world today. Join the Queen Viper and take a walk on the wild side of life on China Doll. Bye.